if you only get one chance with a JW, what do you say to them? We're going to be going over that today on the Good News for Jehovah's Witnesses podcast. One of the things I've been trying to get better at over the years are improving my short five-minute conversations with JWs. I've had plenty of opportunities over the years to get better, all the way from conversations at the door, uh, when I stopped to get gas, uh, the mall, Disneyland Resort, LAX. I mean, you can really see them anywhere. You can have a conversation anywhere with them, right? Well, when I first when I first started witnessing to them, the conversations would almost end up with me defending my beliefs about the Trinity. Uh, normally, the conversations on the Trinity would not go very well. As soon as they learned that I believed in the Trinity, there were times where I couldn't even get a word in anymore, not even to answer their questions. I remember a time when I was uh, going over the Trinity with a guy, a JW over at uh, a McDonald's. He, As soon as he found out that I believed in the Trinity, he was going from one verse to the other before I could even answer all the questions. I mean, he was basically trying to overwhelm me with all these passages, right? And when I was answering the questions, it's like he wasn't even listening. All he was doing was just going right to the next passage and not even hearing what I had to say. So now whenever I speak to them, I never tell them what I believe or that I'm a Christian not until the very end, anyway, and I'll tell you why shortly. But in our short conversations that I have with them, I try to accomplish three things here. One, I want to plant seeds of doubt on the authority of the governing body. It's very unlikely that they will leave the organization if they never question the authority of their leaders. Number two, I try to get them to read their own Bible, especially the New Testament, they normally spend so much time reading Watchtower literature to the point where they really have no time to read the Bible. And I have heard so many stories of XJWs who found out that the Watchtower was false all by just reading their own Bible, the New World Translation. And finally, number three, I try to get their information so that we can have further conversations. I don't always succeed on the third one, but I still give it a shot. Now, there are many different ways to get them to doubt the, the authority of the governing body. I'm not going to tell you that my way is the only way, but I will say that what I've been doing for the past few years have really worked pretty well for me, actually. Now, right before the pandemic hit, I remember uh, stop, stopping for gas on my way to work one morning, and there was this older gentleman that approached me at JW. I believe his name was Bob. Nice guy. He did his thing and offered me some literature, talked to me a little bit, and afterwards I just asked, asked him, hey, Bob, would you mind if I ask you a question? And he said, no, go ahead. And my question that I asked that always worked very well for me is this. If Jesus really did die on a stake and not the cross, why aren't scholars or even the media on board with that? Why is the governing body all alone on this? He thought for a moment, didn't really have an answer, so I pressed him a bit further. I said, look at it this way. There have been lots of scholars over the years who have dedicated their lives to disprove the Bible. 
They'll learn the original languages, try to point out problems with the four Gospels, whatever they can get their hands on. And on top of that, the media will also run with anything they can come up with. They try to say that uh, science has buried God, evolution is true, Jesus never existed. They'll go with anything to bash religion. Would you agree? And Bob was just laughing because he knew I was right. The media loves to bash religion. Now, with all that in mind, I asked him again, how could so many scholars who dedicated their lives to disprove the Bible miss such a big mistake? If Jesus died on a stake, scholars would be bringing this up and the media would make fun of Christians every Easter Sunday. And to my surprise, he said, well, you're right. That was the first time I ever heard a JW admit I was right. He was still trying to make a case for the stake, but even he knew that his case was not very good. So then I said, Bob, I got one more question for you. When was the last time that you read your Bible cover to cover? And to my sur- well, not to my surprise, he admitted that he really hasn't done that because he's already always reading Watchtower literature. And that's usually the answer that I get because JWs usually never have enough time to read the Bible or do other things because they're so wrapped up in meetings and just reading the Watchtower literature and studying that. And I just encourage him to read the Bible and to start in the New Testament, start in the book of Acts and to read it. And, you know, he said he would try to put more effort into reading that. And I pray that he does, because, again, a lot of JWs will start to question the authority of the governing body if they read the Bible. I've lost count of how many stories I've heard like that. And before we parted ways, I asked for his email address and I also asked him to send me his top arguments against the Trinity. The reason I do that is because if you ask them to send the arguments against the Trinity, they'll usually be pretty happy to do that. They love to bash the Trinity. That's because whenever I um, ask difficult questions that they can't answer, I usually never hear from them again. But if you say, hey, send me your arguments against the Trinity— some of, some of them will be very happy to do that. I never heard from Bob again, but there are times where I will hear from JWs even when they couldn't answer my questions or anything. So in this conversation, there are three things that I accomplished. One, I went over the silliness of always believing the governing body. Two, I encouraged him to read his own Bible, the New World Translation. And three, I also got his information so we could have further conversations, or at least try to. With him, I didn't, but I do with others at times. I never saw him again, so all I can do is pray for him, but that conversation went a million times better than defending the Trinity. And again, I'm not saying that this way is the only way. You know, I want to know, what are some ways that have worked for you? Send over the questions that you ask ask them and uh, some of your stories, and I'll go over them in a future episode. And don't forget, if you're liking this podcast, give it a five-star review so more people can find us. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Good News for Jehovah's Witnesses podcast. To learn more about us, you can visit us online at goodnewsforjws.com. That's goodnewsforjws.com.